0: Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Oh my gosh. So I've been thinking about if I'm going to share what's been going on and how to share what's been going on. I am so completely in awe of the amount of support and love that you have all sent my way. Um, The notes, the emails, the letters, the flowers, the Instagram messages, the voice texts. I don't think I've ever received such an outpouring of love in my life. And it's just so unbelievably kind. My students in my coaching program, they have gone above and beyond sending me stuff, flowers and cookies and Just so much love and friends of mine from LA, friends of mine from Israel, friends of mine from the East coast and family members, just unbelievable kindness. So thank you so much. I really truly have never felt it as much as I do right now. You guys have held my spirit up when I felt like it was breaking in a zillion pieces so I know that everybody's been so worried and everyone's been asking and I've been texting people here and there. So I just want to kind of tell you guys so that you're not sitting, you know, thinking and what's going on. And sometimes our minds can wander and we can think something that's not necessarily what it is. Um So basically, I got pregnant and that was really a miracle. Those of you who have been listening to my podcast, you might know that I am um, I just hadn't been pregnant ever. I had gone through fertility treatment quite a bit. And that's how I wound up with my girls. In fact, at one point I was told I could never have kids and I went through several failed attempts and met a few different doctors until finally I met Dr. Hal Danzer who said, you're going to be a mom. Don't worry we'll figure it out. And we, we just figured it out together. He said, we'll just, we'll figure out what's going on and, and you'll be a mom. And so, you know, we tried one thing. It didn't work. We tried another thing. I had surgery at one point, this is years ago. And then we figured something out and I had my first daughter and I named her Gabrielle, which in Hebrew means God is my strength. And she's awesome. And then I went through fertility treatment again. And I had my daughter Eliza. And in Hebrew, Eliza, which is Eliza, means uh, she who is joyful. And then I went through a few more rounds of fertility treatment. And all together, I think we went through 12 rounds of fertility treatment. And I had, you know, some failed attempts and miscarriage. And then I was talking to a friend of mine. And I said, You know what? Maybe I'm not gonna keep going and not gonna try to have my third daughter. And she said something so beautiful. She told me the story about the this king. She said, You know, Kathy, there was this king, and one night he told everybody in the kingdom from far and wide that they could come to the palace and they could take whatever they wanted. And so people came and they ate and they drank, and it was so festive. And around midnight, he said, okay, that's it. One night only, you could come, you could take whatever you wanted, but now it's time to go. And as people were leaving and thanking the king for his beautiful hospitality, there was a man coming up from the basement and he had with him bags of jewels, diamonds and rubies and gemstones. And this other guest turned to the king and said, look at this man. Look what he's taking from you. And he said, he's not taking it. I said, You can come to the palace and take whatever you want. But at midnight, it's time to go. And this guest said, but I don't understand. And he said, I said, you could take whatever you want. And he said, and most of you came and you ate the food and you drank the beautiful wine and spirits. And this guy, he went down and took the most valuable things of all. And he said, but that's it. The time is up. Now it's time to go. And my friend told me this story, my friend Rachel, and she said, Kathy, there's going to be a time when you can't go back for the most important, most valuable things. And she said, and you still have this time where you can go get what's most valuable in this world. And it was just so powerful. It made such an impression on me. And so I went back and went through fertility treatment again, and I got pregnant with Maddie. And she is just so full of spirit and I'm so grateful that I did that. And then um, my husband and I, you know, we always do feel like our kids are the most delicious part of our life. You know, they bring us so much joy and my husband has wanted always, you know, to have more kids and I wanted to have a big family because growing up, I really wanted family. I really wanted more than anything to go home. That's all I really wanted was home. You know, like when you're watching TV and it's Christmas and you watch one of those Christmas movies and everyone's tucked in around some beautiful table in some Connecticut house and everyone's home and it's just warm and peaceful. And so I didn't have that growing up and I always wanted to create that. And my sister is truly extraordinary and I always thought, you know, how special it would be to have more siblings. And so we both have been on the same page with that. But I didn't go back because it's a lot. It's a lot to go through fertility treatment. And there's been, you know, along the way, thank God we had three healthy, amazing kids, but we went through several rounds of times where it didn't work. And, and at a certain point, um, I think I just felt like I was sort of at my capacity and growing this business, and just juggling so much. And and I had Maddie when I was 38. And so as the years were going on, I was like, all right, well, maybe that door has closed. But secretly, in my heart of hearts, I really did want another kid. And would you believe, I think I was telling you guys that the first few weeks of COVID, my husband and I had never been like such a team. And it was so good. And that was so surprising because it was stressful. And yet he was doing dishes. He was doing laundry. I was hosting the podcast. He was with the kids. I was with the kids. We were just barbecuing together, showing up together. We ate more meals as a family than we ever had before in those first several weeks. And I was feeling so grateful for that feeling of being in a team. And would you believe... A few weeks passes and I start to feel sick and I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't have some kind of flu or God forbid COVID. And my hair was falling out and I was like, why is my hair falling out? This is so weird. And then um I look up on Google, which is never the smart thing to do. And I'm like, you know, why does hair fall out? You know, I mean, it was like literally like clumps of my hair. And one of the things said that sometimes you can have this as a reaction to getting pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not it. And mind you, I turned 40 last June. So I wasn't expecting to be pregnant. And I've only gotten pregnant through fertility treatment. So in any case, several weeks goes by, maybe six, seven weeks, and I'm starting to feel really sick and really something's off. And I think, I don't know, maybe I am pregnant. That'd be weird. So I wasn't even going to the grocery store so much, you know, because of COVID. So I call in this Instacart order and I, it was the person who picked up the order must have thought this was really funny because I ordered like grapes and ginger ale and a pregnancy test. And so the pregnancy test comes to the house and I sneak it upstairs and I take this test and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm pregnant. And I felt like it was such a miracle. I was like, Whoa, this is so special. And this must be a sign that my husband and I were just really for the first time like such in this really good place and I got pregnant. So, you know, I felt a little nauseous and then I felt a little more nauseous, but I was really excited and I call my OBGYN and I say you're not going to believe this and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe. Wow, that's so that's amazing." And he personally, he's like the nicest guy. He grew up in Minnesota. He's got six kids. So he's like, oh, kids are the best. If if I could, I'd have even more. So um, I come in, hear the heartbeat, everything's good. And I'm like walking down the street with a skip in my step. And I was so filled with excitement and I couldn't hold back. I told my stepmom and dad, I told my mom and everybody was so excited. Oh my God, that's such a miracle, Kath. Oh my God, that's so meant to be. And I didn't really tell friends yet. I was kind of holding on to it. But a couple friends I told because I just wanted to. And then, um, you know, we're getting close to that three month mark. And it was my birthday, as you guys know, a couple weeks ago. And I take this test. And they said, it's going to come back in a week to 10 days. And they said, don't worry, there's less than 1% chance that there's a problem. And I've taken the same blood test with my other kids, at least with my last two girls and everything was fine. So I go away for my birthday and I felt so good on my birthday. My husband showed up for me in the sweetest way. I just felt like this was such a beautiful, special gift this year. And, um, Anyway, a few days later, um, last week, I get a call from my doctor and his voice didn't sound good on the voicemail. And he said, call me back and I'll, I'll pick up no matter when you call back, just call back soon. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And right away, my stomach started going into butterfly knots, you know, just really stressed. And um, I call him back and he said, I just got to blurt this out because it's not good. And he said, the baby has a terminal illness. And um, he said, I'm just so sorry. He said, you're such an upbeat, positive person. And it's so hard to give you this kind of news. And I said, what's the gender? And he said, it's a boy. And I said, oh, my God. And he said, he said, come to the office if you can. So I was literally in the middle of a coaching call. I was on Zoom. And my amazing integrator, Angela, she said, I got it. Go ahead. Go to the doctor. So I go to the doctor and um, just cried my eyes out. And he said, yeah, you know, he said, today's the first day that on the ultrasound, I can see, I can start to see signs of what the blood test is showing. And oh my God, you guys, I went into agony, just complete agony. I can't even describe. And I went to see another doctor. And I prayed so hard the night before that doctor's visit. I prayed for a miracle. I prayed that the next test would show that the first test was wrong. I prayed so hard. I cried such pure tears. And I went to see the specialist. And he has this really intricate, ultrasound technology where they can see things really well. And at this point, you know, I'm three months and he said, let me show you what I see. And without describing the details, he starts to show me things that are going on in the brain and the heart and the tears are just streaming down my face. And, um, It's so tender and it's so hard. I can't even really go there. But he left the room for a minute. He gave me some time to myself. And I thanked the baby. I thanked the baby for just bringing so much love into our life. And the truth is that in the time from when I found out I was pregnant, in the time that we had this diagnosis, my husband and I were going through a hard time in the middle there because I was talking about moving back to South Florida and that was a really, really hard concept for him, really hard idea for him to leave his home, to leave LA, to leave his family. And when this happened, when this diagnosis happened, when this Crisis happened, I've never seen my husband so completely there with me, just completely there. You know those moments where someone just sits with you and just silently cries with you and holds you and you let them be there for you and you need them and they know they're needed and you let them love you and they do it so well. And we had these really hard days after days. And I thanked the baby for all of that, for giving me such, such unconditional love. And oh my God, you guys, I don't want to make this too detailed and I don't want to make it too sad, but what I learned that, was happening for this child was just unbelievably awful. Just the amount of illness and suffering and essentially it's like a death sentence. And um, it's just so awful. In fact, my doctor is 70, in his 70s, I think he's like 74. He's been practicing for 51 years. He goes, Kath, this is one of those diagnoses. I think I've seen it like twice. He's like it's almost never. It's so rare. Oh, so after we had the specialists, I um I had a few days. I had a few days to sit with this soul. This holy soul. And it was so holy that time. And it was so painful. And two days ago, I was in the hospital. And I had to give him back to God. I had to send him back to heaven. And you know what's amazing? When I woke up from anesthesia, I was sobbing. The tears were streaming down my face. I said, he's gone. And I said to the anesthesiologist, why am I crying? I said, I'm not in any physical pain right now. And he said, you know, Kathy, he said, you know the most amazing thing? He said, I've, I've only seen that happen with mothers. And I think that's so unbelievable. That even though at the time of his passing, I wasn't in physical pain. I was in emotional pain. And so there I was under general anesthesia, but the tears were coming. And they didn't stop. And it's so surreal because I've had so many beautiful things, flowers and People have sent gifts for my kids and meals to the house. and It's so sweet, but it's not my birthday. I didn't win an award. It's hard because you can forget for a second, oh, this is so nice, oh, what a beautiful thing. Oh, right, this is what's missing. And I'm just, you know, I wasn't going to share this because it's so vulnerable, and because I didn't quite know how to share it, but I thought maybe somebody needs to hear it. Because I can tell you that in those days, the last couple weeks, boy did I need to hear that I wasn't alone. And it was really hard to find it. But I had a few conversations A few holy conversations with a few friends of mine who've had these heartbreaking issues, similar issues, and they knew exactly how I felt. So I don't know what's to come. I don't know. But I do know that I had a conversation with a healer in Jerusalem. Her name is Kaylee. I even told her she should come on the podcast and share some of what she shared with me because I was blown away. But she told me, she said, you know, in Jewish mysticism, we believe that every soul comes to the world for whatever period it comes to the world and it has a job to do. And the soul signs a contract. The soul knows who its parents are going to be. The soul knows what body it's going to be in. And the soul agrees to the mission. And she said, you know, we don't know. We can't really guess. She said, but suppose this soul looked at you, his mother. And suppose this soul said, I'm going to teach her what it feels like to be surrounded in unconditional love from her husband, from her friends, from her family, from the world. And even if it means my life is super short, I'll do it for her. Oh. She said it's also possible that this soul was here in another lifetime. And maybe, maybe one of the things the soul had to correct is that In the lives it had before, it it didn't have a feeling that their mother loved them. And she said, and maybe the soul came in this form for just a short time just to have that. And that's all it needed. And I read this beautiful thing that said, when babies pass from in the womb, those babies, they never know what it's like to be cold. They never know what it's like to be hungry. They only know love. They only know love. I thought that was so beautiful. So, right now my heart is in many pieces. And I don't know what's coming. I don't know if we'll have the courage to really try again now intentionally because our hearts were open so much to wanting this, I don't know if we'll close the door completely. I don't know in the days to come how this will affect me or us. I just know that it was big. I know that I felt every feeling, sadness, gratitude, anger, hope, compassion. All of it. And when you're going through something like this, and I'm still very much still going through it, whatever you feel, you just got to let yourself feel. And um, I do feel surrounded in love right now. And I want to thank you for all of your kind words and your prayers. And um, I'll be looking for him in every rainbow. And every sunset and when the wind blows through the trees thank you guys for listening to that thank you for your love so in signing off this week i guess i just want to say to you share your story because you never know how your pain might help somebody else and there was a part of me As I'm telling this just now, every minute in, I kept thinking, I'm just going to stop. This is too hard. And, you know, God forbid, I don't want anyone to hurt me or say anything while I'm so vulnerable. But I kept thinking, this baby's soul, this baby's soul is on such a high level. And his legacy is that this story might, might help somebody else might give somebody else strength. And so I hope it does. And even for those of you who don't relate, if it inspires you to tell your story, and then if that story has a ripple effect because your individual stories of whatever you've experienced help other people, then in that way, you'll give my baby soul a legacy. So that's my, that's my wish for today is that we all have the courage to share our story and to not feel shame in our pain so that we know we're not alone, so that we open the door to the love that's all around and so that we can be a lighthouse for other people. I'll leave you with a song I wrote. For those of you who are just tuning in and don't know this show, Uh this is definitely a detour from what we normally do. And we'll get back to our entrepreneurial journey next week. In fact, stay tuned because we have so many more amazing guests. Malcolm Gladwell will be on the show very soon. But I felt like this deserved its own moment. And I thank you for your grace. And the truth is that whatever we're building in the world, for me, this is not about business. It's about purpose and impact. It's about being in alignment with ourselves and being ourselves. And I can't think of what I could possibly do today more than share this with you. So thank you. Thank you. And God bless everybody.
1: Sunday nights, I would go for a drive And the hills were lit up with their twinkling lights There was a place at a table Someone was waiting Everyone but me And then you came along with your bittersweet eyes All of the heartache you'd seen in your time